Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. This is all a bit strange. It's Tom here, by the way. Um, you can probably tell by my voice that I have not been very well. Uh, and that means that last week's podcast, which was recorded by Abby Tyser, Rob Davis and Neil Maskell, uh, never actually made it to the uh, file, to the servers. So um, rather than completely waste it, we thought we'd just put it out anyway. And whilst it might be about listening to feel like you're listening uh, back in time a little bit, we thought you still might like to listen to it because we've done it and... No, we might as well put it out there. So this is last week's podcast this week. Hope you enjoy it. See you soon. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, Rob Davis, Abby Tyshurst. Hello, hello. And uh, stepping in for Tom Canning, who has left, uh, lost his voice, we have Neil Maskell. Neil, how are you doing? Hello, Rob. Hello, Abby. Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on again. I would say super sub. I think that's making me sound a bit grander than I am. <laughs> well, but always very, pleased to be here. Very good. Always able to step in at the last minute, which is why we like you. So, uh, you are the <laughs> James Milner of the podcast world. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boring James Milner. As <laughs> I didn't say boring. You put that word there. <laughs> Very good. Well, um, we're going to be chatting about all the games, all the games that remained on over the last week. We have had quite a few postponements and looking ahead to the weekend's action. But uh, as you, we got you on the pod here, Neil. Uh, maybe a good opportunity to start with some uh, Maidenhead chat. Now, Maidenhead didn't have a game of the weekend, so or uh, didn't have a game last night. Uh, uh, how has your uh, you, how has your week been in terms of uh, getting to these games? And uh, you put something quite interesting on the chat earlier. Yeah, it's a family show, isn't it? So I shouldn't say what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, frustrating, I think. A couple of uh, trips that I've departed for that have been aborted. Sunday, I was with um, Maidenhead United women on the way down to Bournemouth um, against an unbeaten side when we were looking forward to, but daunting to play an unbeaten team. And at half 11, that one was unfortunately fallen foul of the weather. So we were at Winchester at that point, which was uh, frustrating. But what can you do about the weather? And then last night, we got as far as the M40 before the men's game at Wilson. Was called off as well, so the darn weather has uh, put the kibosh at the beginning of the week. So I can't remember the last time I saw the men play. It feels like uh, <laughs> a long time ago. It was only two weeks, um, and uh, the women were hoping to come back from a 
a good 5-0 win in their previous game. So, and they couldn't keep the momentum up, but these things happen, don't they? Yeah, well, it's good that we've uh, had you on the pod in a week where you don't have any football to talk about. But uh, <laughs> since the last time we uh, uh, we spoke to you, you've had a close of a transfer window um, and made, made a signing towards the end and, uh, more importantly, perhaps kept uh, everyone they wanted to keep. Is that a fair assessment of uh, what happened? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's been a decent window. We don't really have the windows... Um, yeah. Of course, as you know, but um, they brought in a guy uh, they've been looking at from Bar Town, um, Samson Eason. So he's signed on the dotted line. We've loaned him um, straight back to them so he can get uh, games in the um, in the Isthmian League uh, for them. We've also loaned out um, one of our, I guess, fringe players, um, Dylan Asanganyi. has gone out to Southern League um, side as well. He's gone to Kings Langley. So they've been... Uh, some ins and outs, and like you say, we've uh, certainly not lost anyone we didn't want to. So um, hopefully we get a game on on Saturday. Yeah, Hurricane permitting. Hurricane, <laughs> yeah. Storm Dudley permitting. Uh, <laughs> how? Uh, um, who have you got at the weekend? While we're so talking, so Boreham mainly? Woods. Yeah, it's Boreham Woods. Um, she's always a really hard game. They are a darn good side. I'm sure you both saw the televised FA Cup tie at Bournemouth where I felt they thoroughly deserved their 1-0 win. They've got four um, players. I couldn't fit them all in the programme uh, preview that I do, where I pick uh, three to watch. Um, so, a really hard game. Uh, added spice, it's on BT Sport, 520 mm-hmm. kickoff. Big game for uh, the table. Uh, not playing last night meant that um, Weymouth had a chance to catch some ground up on us, and they did. Uh, they beat uh, Eastley 1-0. So we've still got a lot of work to do. And um, Borenwood at home is not my ideal fixture because it's going to be damn tough. We're doing a promotion for the game. Going to do a little plug for a fiver. So anyone wants, wants to come and watch um, some local non-league uh, for the first time, um, five quid to get in for this TV game. We're looking forward to it, but uh, also wary of playing very good opposition as well. Absolutely, yeah. Football for a fiver. Fantastic um, opportunity to go see your local side. Uh, obviously, with a lot of other games in the areas, perhaps falling foul of the weather. We Fingers crossed every... Well, fingers crossed all the games are on, but um, oh, very much so Maidenhead, obviously, being televised. So, yeah, what an opportunity to go and see your local club for a very reasonable price. Uh, and... Go on, Neil, you are about to say something there, I think. No, no, I was going to say, just, you know, pray for us. Um, you know, <laughs> lose, 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 losing a game for the weather when it's TV will cap off my week, I think, nicely. Yeah, I managed to, oh, uh, yeah. I managed to train yesterday, uh, intending to go to Maidenhead and ended up in London. So it's been uh, due some luck somewhere, Bob. Absolutely, so, uh, yeah. Fingers crossed for me. Well, who are you, who have your ladies got this weekend? If, uh, oh, big game for all them as well. Yeah, they're away at uh, Reading in the uh, uh, in the Barks and Bucks Cup um, semi final, um, which is exciting. Um, Abby, I guess you'll probably be uh, best placed to tell us. I don't think we're going to play the full uh, cream of the Reading team, are we? I think it'll be a development side that they'll they'll put out, but it'll be a good challenge for us. I mean, you can try and play the first team, but most of them are on international <laughs> duty right now. So. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. I think there's only four. Kelly Chambers said there was only four, uh, four 
four first team players left in, in the county. So no, you, I think you'll see uh, a very healthy under twenty. Under twenty ones, maybe under eight. I don't. I don't know actually. Twenty yeah. threes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure if I'm honest. Yeah, it's going to be played just across the border. Actually, no, still in Berkshire, isn't it, Rob? You corrected us recently on that one. Tadley Cleaver <laughs> FC. Yeah, down at the bottom of the county. So a good chance to see the uh, future of um, our local women's super league team, and of course our maiden players as well. So I'm really looking forward to that one on Sunday, two o'clock. Yeah, very good. Tadley, uh, a, a nice little ground there. Like you say, just this side of the border, but uh, Tadley itself is in Hampshire and they're affiliated to the Hampshire FA. So I will let you off that one uh, when we got <laughs> it, had it in the chat. Yeah. Uh, Abby, on to you. Uh, you had your first experience of commentary at the weekend. How did you get on? I did indeed. It was very exciting. I really enjoyed it. Um, really, really enjoyed it. It was nerve wracking. And then as soon as we're kind of, I think I just went into game mode and yeah, it was really, I mean, we'll talk less about the actual result. Obviously I was there with BBC Sussex for anyone that doesn't know. So um, I had to curb my Reading bias, I suppose, but um, there wasn't much bias for me to have in the first place anyway, because I'll be honest, it was the worst I've seen Reading play for a long time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it wasn't a great game. The conditions were horrendous as well. It was awful. We were sitting, I, I, I'd, I'd say snug, but not snug. I mean, it's very open uh, at Crawley Town's ground. So, um, yeah, the wind wind was blowing through swiftly, uh, but we were undercover, luckily. So we we didn't have the rain that was being hammered down. But, yeah, it looked uh, raw out there, I think, is probably the best word for it. <laughs> uh, nice high tackles, though. I did appreciate that, and I did mention it a few times on the commentary, because, yeah, just when it, when it gets proper muddy and you get some really decent slide tackles in there, it was nice. There were some really decent ones from Lily Woodham. She had a great game as well. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, Brighton just really un, un, undid Reading uh, in, their, in their winning run, and Kind of rightly deserved their their uh, their win really. Um, so I think maybe the international break will be good for Reading. Possibly Kelly Chambers was like, "No, oh, I don't really like an international break." And then she was like, "Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad." And I think at this point, it's probably good for them at this point, so that everybody can go and maybe regroup. Um, but yeah, it was really fun to do some commentary and hopefully the first of many. But um, so yeah, watch this space. I guess is uh, the one for that one. Yeah, not always the best to go into an international break off the back of a defeat, but also um, we're having such a great run at the time. So if they were, if they were um, having uh, continued that run, shall we say, then went into the international break, you might be saying that like it might take a bit of the momentum out of the wind out of their sails. So you know, swings and roundabouts on this one, and uh, yeah, bit of a shame that their run has come to an end, but still top of the form table, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I think you can't really take that defeat, can't take away from the fantastic season they're currently having. Mm. Um, slightly annoyed that they're now below City, though. I was really enjoying seeing that <laughs> on the table regularly, just sitting above City. But there we are. Um, it's really tight at the top in the with the top six, shall we say, at the moment. So, yeah, it's a really exciting. I think I say it, I, I say this too often. I think it's an exciting division this year. Um, but across the whole thing, it's really exciting for the WSL right now. So, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, there's good battles. Oh, go on then, uh, Neil. You want to talk? About yeah, that? just going to ask. Just going to ask Abby in terms of um, Reading's aspirations. What what place would they have to finish in to get sort of European football? Is that determined or is that a complicated? One? Uh, so top three make right. Champions League, but I can tell you from having spoken to Kelly Chambers in the last couple of weeks, that's not really the ambitions for Reading. They're yeah. Um, yeah. 
they're I think they're just enjoying the position they're in right now and I think sort of fourth fifth sixth is very much the ambition for the season obviously European football would be incredible but European football also requires a, a fairly decent budget on on yeah. teams' cards, and I'm not sure Reading have got that. So um, yeah. yeah, obviously it'd be incredible. But I think actually between first and fourth, that's it's a real competitive. It's a battle within a battle. Essentially, I think is the best way to describe it. So um, yeah, obviously ultimately it'd be incredible if Reading were in, playing European football and a bit mad. But I don't think that's the aspirations for the team right now. <laughs> yeah, nice little away day in a, a European city would be good though, eh? Absolutely, <laughs> I'd be all over it, but still, yeah. <laughs> yeah really... be, you'd have to be podding from I don't know Kiev or somewhere like that, or maybe not <laughs> Kiev, but uh, somewhere somewhere else, uh, Belgrade. And, yeah, some uh, yeah, some of you... city or something like that. <laughs> exactly, that wouldn't be a bad thing. No. Uh, okay, so uh, pushing on, pushing on through, as uh, you've given me a, a strict time deadline. So uh, we'll move on to um, a game in the National South, the only one involving a Berkshire side, or the only one in the National League, in fact, that uh, involving a Berkshire side that survived the weather. Uh, Slough with a pretty incredible result, or a very good result, rather. I think incredible is probably doing Slough down a little bit, but a very good result uh, away at Ebbsfleet. Getting a 2-1 victory there at one of the uh, uh, prime promotion uh, contenders seen very much in the playoff picture. Um, Neil, I'll come to you on this one. You're sort of a, a National League uh, uh, representative, I guess, uh, for the uh, for football in Berkshire. Um, yeah, tell us a bit about uh, Slough and how they got on. Yeah, great result for them, wasn't it? Um, Ebsfleet always strong, um, ambitious. I think they'll be expecting... Um, well, they've got a chance of the top spot, never mind the playoff places. Yeah. Uh, and a double from Tyler Goodrum. I'm hearing good things about this uh, lad. Uh, he's on loan at Slough from Oxford. He had a spell at Hayes and Yedding earlier in the season. I think he's impressing uh, quite a few people. His dad, Simon, actually played um, briefly for Alan Devonshire at Maidenhead in Dev's first spell. It's a, it's a cracking result for Slough. And... Um, you know, you talk about with the Women's Super League, um, you know, the, the, the tight nature of it. Well, the those two seven places for Slough and Hungerford, well, perhaps, aren't they? It'd be great to see both of them in there. And that that kind of result is uh, is going to stand Slough in good stead of, of, of getting a place in that top seven. It's uh, certainly performance of the week for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really strong performance for Slough. Obviously, a team that started the season really slowly and have since been pretty good. And I think... Uh, they went on a good run before Christmas, but with the weather and COVID and other disruptions, their um, their schedule hasn't been as as continuous, uh, should we say? And so uh, um, they've been a bit up and down <clears throat> recently, but still, like you say, very much in, uh, in contention for that top seven spot. And yeah, a few more results like this, and they'll be right on the verge there. And like you say, Hungerford are, are there too. So. It's a strong season for Berkshire sides in the in the um, National League South. You'd be expecting to play any of them. Um, uh, you're going to stick your neck out and say you're going to be expecting to play any of them next season as a Maidenhead uh, representative would, there, Neil? That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. You know, Boxing Day and New Year's derbies. We've had um, Boxing Day and New Year's derbies against Solly Hull and Notts County. And uh, yeah. all, all, all um, due respect to those uh, two sides, that's not exactly down the road. <laughs> so yeah, listen. Good good luck to to both of them. Um, um, if if either of or, or both of them, you never never know. Um, manage to get up. That would be absolutely fantastic. 
Uh, we played Hungerford last week in a uh, friendly behind closed doors, actually, uh, during the hiatus. And uh, they were strong. They were good. They created some really good chances. You know, it was only a friendly, so it didn't, didn't really matter an awful lot. They, you could tell they were a really well-drilled side. And, um, mm. um, you know, they, they looked impressive. So uh, long may that continue. Absolutely, yeah. And Hungerford as well, when you've got a goal scorer like Ryan Seeger, always helps. You know, he's uh, uh, right near the top of the goal scoring. I think last time I saw he was joint top, but I think Hungerford have had a few games out since then, so I don't know if uh, he's been overtaken um, at the, the top of the charts. So, yeah, always helps, doesn't it? Anyway, OK, pushing on, uh, we'll go to um, a new a debut for uh, uh, Aaron McLeish-White at Bracknell, which was one to remember. Um, who wants to talk about this one? Shall I come to you, Abby? Uh, you're looking a, a bit nervous there. But uh, yeah, Bracknell off the uh, back of not, not so much a wobble, one defeat. And, uh, and coming into this game, I don't know. I, not really with question marks over them, but certainly when they've been so dominant leading into this game, but then you have a defeat, how are they going to react to that? And I think they put all those questions to bed, didn't they, on Saturday? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I guess because they've been on such consistent form, that's why Tom's yeah. referred to it as a wobble, probably, um, because it was sort of who who was going to possibly um, bring their run to an end. But yeah, he's... Um, Aaron's made a real impact with his and um, with with the signing, obviously, because he's come on and well, he he won it for them, didn't he? Two 0 um, scored exactly. both goals. So that's um, that's how how you do a debut, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there's some good uh, footage from behind the goals where you see um, both strikes, very composed finishes and competent, especially for a lad who's sort of you know playing uh, in a, a team where he doesn't know the teammates but I suppose if you put the ball in front of a striker and he knows his way to goal that's going to be the result but yeah one of the one of the top scorers in the division already from his time at um, Ashford and uh, yeah coming in and continuing his run at Bracknell um, pretty handy and uh, again we say this every week uh, don't really see anyone stopping them from uh, on their march towards the promotion I think that's seven is that 73 points now or is that uh, 70 I'll have to check the table but um, yeah, I don't like see anyone <clears throat> getting getting more than 77 other than Bracknell, I think. So, uh, yeah, that's the kind of level they are. They're only a f- couple of wins away from from confirming it in my eyes. Um, have you seen much of Bracknell this season, Neil? No, I haven't seen Bracknell at all. Um, oh. Abby and I went to see them last year, didn't we, Abby, in the FA oh, Trophy yeah. against um, Haven. Uh, Haven oh, are yeah. a strong side uh, in the south. And I thought Bracknell were the better team for a large chunk. They lost the game. They had a sending off. Haven't mm. seen them this season. Do need to uh, get down and, and see them because they're flying. You know, when you can say a blip is losing one game, that's quite yeah. a season, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, well done to them. They look, um, we don't want to jinx it. They will hate us for saying it. They look like they've got it uh, home and hosed. And um, I must try and get down there before... Um, End of the season. I've never been to Bottom Meadow either, so uh, could do a bit of ground hopping as well. So oh, I will uh, try and get list. that one in. Exactly. Yeah, I went to the blip game uh, for uh, <laughs> where they lost one uh, nil, and I spoke to uh, uh, Bobby Wilkinson and their um, secretary Ricky uh, Simons afterwards. And uh, well, Bobby Wilkinson was first of all very quick to say that the best team won on the day when it uh, came to uh, the Chertsey game. So fair play to him for that. And uh, uh, but they were also very quick to dismiss any talk of uh, um, 
like title or uh, promotion is like it's all about the next game of course and so uh you know fair play to them i i was pretty sure that they'd uh, stick um uh, have the right mentality going into the next game you know it wouldn't be too much of an issue going uh, having a defeat and um but also uh, having seen them sign a striker i'd one thing Wilkinson had said to me in that chat was that he, for the first time that season, due to injuries and suspensions, that they, he looked around at his uh, bench and, you know, he didn't have as many options as he normally does. So, um, yeah, once they'd made that signing in the week, I thought, all right, he's increased his options there. And with Tarpy a couple of weeks away now and Cully one game left on his suspension, I think they're going to have a pretty strong squad going into the final uh final quarter of the season so yeah uh, there's our obligatory section on Bracknell every week because uh, they just keep winning <laughs> and uh, yeah. they keep getting closer to that title Rightly um, so they're end of the season really aren't they for us absolutely uh, yeah certainly the yeah uh, Berkshire side of the season on the men's side uh, Abby might suggest that maybe Ascot uh, reserves or someone like that might uh, be contending on the women's side but uh, yeah. well what do we why do we cut onto the women's side now Abby and you give us a, a roundup of a couple of the uh, a couple of the um, results over the last uh, week mm-hmm. um I think actually on that point as well just the Ascot women's section in general is just mm. they're, yeah. they're smashing it right now to be honest so um <clears throat> The first team, their start to the season was a, a little bit tricky, but I think it's because they were in cup action. It was They were just in this like crazy rotation of about four different cups, having been in the FA Cup and then County Cup. And then, yeah, this, and then I think where they've unfortunately exited those cups, their focus has very much been obviously on the league now. And that's reflected in their results. And actually, I was having a quick look earlier. And their last seven league games since, since, uh, league games since they exited the last cup, I think it was the County Cup, um, They've won all, all seven of them. So, yeah, it's, you can see, I, I think they, the reserves and the first team, they they train together and you can really see that and obviously the reflection of the results. And, yeah, as I said last week, it's um, I don't think anybody's going to beat Ascot reserves. And again, they won 6-0 at the weekend. So, yeah, just the unbeaten run continues and they're just having a really fantastic season across the entire women's section. And, well, even arguably the men's section, I guess. Um so, yeah, it just seems like a really great time to be involved in the Ascot as a club generally. Um, in terms of other fixtures this weekend, um, it they were few and far between, I think, actually. I think there was eight postponements and then two games ended up being abandoned halfway through due to the weather. So, um, yeah, there was uh, very few fixtures to actually look at. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, Ascot won 6-0, the reserves team. So, yeah, that takes their run to, I think it's... 14 games now just this season and then just whatever ridiculous number it is um for the since 2020 or whatever crazy stat it is it's that um but yeah um meanwhile in division three south um s4k got back to winning ways as they won four against wargrave um another team who's having a really good season as well is chinfield rangers so <clears throat> last season was their debut season and I think they were trying to find their feet basically and then this season they very much have and they were in a bit of a cat and mouse race with Thatcham for a while and Thatcham were on top for a lot of that and then they seem to have fallen away slightly the wayside and Shinfield are just bossing it right now they've uh, recorded 8-0 wins two weeks in a row so um, yeah done really fantastic in fact actually this week's 8-0 was against Thatcham so yeah they're another team who are having a really good good season very good. 
And nice roundup there. Thank you very much for that, Abby. Uh, yeah, before we push on to sort of what's happening uh, like this weekend, uh, we should probably just have an honourable mention to the 1904 in attendance at Wickham versus Long Crendon last night, or Long Crendon versus Wickham. Um, not technically Berkshire, but a Barks and Bucks Cup game. And if I'm right, I saw a stat in the week that if they get past, I think it was somewhere around 1500, it would be the highest attendance in the competition for over 30 years. So I don't know if they've actually gone beyond that and extended. Well, they've certainly gone beyond the 1500. So they've hit the uh, hit the um, uh, record for the last 30 years. But yeah, 1904 for a Barks and Bucks Cup game on a Tuesday night. Um, fantastic for a village Long Crendon. Admittedly, they're playing Wicked Wanderers. So, uh, you know, a big draw there. But uh, what a what a what a crowd to see uh, a great game like that. Very good indeed. Um, of course, uh, they won't be facing Maidenhead or anyone like that in the last round. I think you were out due to COVID, weren't you, Neil? Yeah, we were. Um, around the turn of the year, it wasn't a good time. We had games uh, called off. We were due to go and play at Ascot. Um, it would have been a first um, competitive game between the two. I love things like that. So I was mm. um, really disappointed. Uh, I can understand the logic of the club. Um, gave it a couple of goes and then, you know, reluctantly withdrew from the competition. Um, so, you know, good luck to, to, um, to, to the rest of the teams. You know, that is a brilliant crowd, as you say. I can recall being at um, uh, Maidenhead versus Slough about three or four years ago uh, in the semi-final stage, I think it was. I was at that uh, one too. About, yeah, well, that was about 1,200 there, wasn't it, for that yeah. one, which was... Uh, which was brilliant, but that's a different level, isn't it? For a club like Long Crendon, what a, mm. a brilliant payday that is. I know it's not all about the, uh, the finances, it's about the glory, isn't it, Russell? But um, that is going to be worth a hell of a lot to them and just shows the value of cup competitions and, and the local cup competitions. So I hope they had a good night, that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Wickham eventually winning 4-0, but uh, like you say, uh, more about the occasion than anything else there. And absolutely yeah. hope they had a good night. Uh Indeed. Okay, so pushing on, uh, let's have a look at the uh, look forward to the weekend's fixtures. And Abby, why don't you pull out a couple of uh, highlights for us, um, and then uh, I'll ask Neil to pick out his game of the weekend on the uh, men's side. Cool. Um, yeah. So as Neil mentioned earlier, uh, Reading women will play host to Maidenhead in the Bucks and Bucks County Cup semi-final. So that should be an exciting one, especially as. Um, if I allude to my interview last night, actually, that will be out on Friday, I spoke to Rob Gear, who is the current academy manager at Reading Women. Um, that was a fantastic interview. I'm really excited for everyone to hear that. He was just a he was just a really great person to chat to, actually. Um, so yeah, the the future of Reading Women looks very exciting indeed. So I think that will be a really interesting fixture to see. Uh, just yeah, just have a little spy on the future of Reading, really. And obviously, I, obviously, I want Maidenhead to do well. <laughs> also um but yeah so it should be a good game should be a really good game um elsewhere uh in thames valley uh cabochon play penn and tylers and i think that'll be a really interesting game because that will be a sort of warm-up to their um bucks and bucks trophy final in a couple of weeks time um penn and tylers are looking a little bit formidable right now they're Climbing the climbing the places in the league, and they they did beat Cavisham earlier on in the season, so I think it should be a really interesting game. Um, Penn and Tyler also beat Badshot Lee, who have wrapped up the title for the season. But yeah, they uh they one two one, I think. So yeah, it should be a very interesting game for Cavisham. As I said, a bit of a warm up to that uh trophy final. 
Um, all the usual Berkshire ties in Division Three, obviously, because we um, that's where most of our uh, Berkshire sides play. Um, Taplow versus S4K. Uh, Caversham are playing Thatcham, I believe, and then uh, I think Wargrave are hosting Goring. Um, <clears throat> and then I think there's also another Berkshire tie in the Development Division. I think Thatcham will play Raysbury, and Raysbury, another team who are sort of teetering around, I think top four spot, maybe top five. Um, so, yeah, that should be an exciting game also. Lovely job. Yeah, lots to look forward to on Sunday there. And, uh, yeah, Neil, any fixtures that have caught your eye across the county? Uh, obviously, we've mentioned the uh, football for a fiver at Maidenhead and the uh, five o'clock kickoff. Is there any, are there any other games that take your fancy? And maybe someone, if someone's looking to do a uh, three o'clock, five o'clock, is there any uh, opportunity there? Yeah, I think there is, um, Rob. Um, I'll be uh, getting stuck into some boring admin, so I'm going to miss out on a couple of these I would otherwise fancy. Um, Division 1 of the combined counties. Uh, oh, Neil, you've gone very quiet all of a sudden, sorry. Oh, sorry, that's unlike me. I do, do beg your pardon. Sorry, I'll start again. Division 1 of the combined counties, uh, an all-local affair, uh, Chalvey and Barks County at, uh, at the Gore would be uh, a, a good one to look at. But um, in the Premier North of the combined counties, I do look, look of Windsor and Wokingham. Yes. Big game that for Wokingham before they lost at home to uh, Spellthorn on Saturday. They'd won two of their previous four, hadn't they? So pulling yes. away, hopefully, from those bottom places. We've got, obviously, uh, Hollyport uh, uh, in the round there as well. It'd be good if both of them can, can draw clear. So... They're in relatively good form, aren't they, as they go to um, Windsor. So that would be a good one to watch uh, for a cup kickoff at Stag Meadow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, one that I'm sort of got half an eye on is actually in the same division, the Combined Counties North, is um, Edgware Town against Reading City. Now, Reading City are a side that we don't necessarily mention too much here outside of the uh, uh, the halftime stacks. Uh, <laughs> very exceptional Chinese. Uh, uh, mood box at half time, but um, mainly because they they seem to be sort of having a bit of an odd season and well they're mainly around mid table they haven't really looked threatened in, for relegation but also haven't sort of um looked like they're going to get into the top uh sort of promotion picture so far <clears throat> and uh yeah every time they have a, a couple of good results they tend to ha follow it with one or two bad results, but they moved into the top half of the table this season. Uh, well, not for the first time this season, but at the weekend with a win over uh, Virginia Water. And uh, yeah, so in the top half. And if they win against um, Edgware Town uh, at the weekend, they will leapfrog them and, you know, could end up uh, finish the day up in seventh. So, you know, starting to push towards the top end and finish in the area of the table or look to finish in the area of the table that they would have wanted to come the start of the season. So hopefully Reading are putting a bit of a run together and we can see some more of that this weekend. That might be the one. That I end up going to also because it's uh, it's one of the grounds I haven't been to in that in that division. Right. So uh, there we go. Yeah. Another reason there. Um, very good. Very good indeed. Okay, before we sign off, do we have any other business there, uh, Abby or Neil? Is there anything else we'd like to discuss uh, while we have you? Um, I think just one thing to mention is the fact that Harry Leflin has left Ascot. <laughs> that was a bit yes. of that. What? 
uh, moment for a lot of people, I think, um, but worth mentioning. Uh, he has gone to Guildford City, hasn't he? Who have yes. just appointed um, the former Leverhead manager, Nicky Ball. So, yeah, obviously, yeah, good luck to him over there. It's a shame because he's having such a great season at Ascot. Yeah, it's, it's a really odd one, that, because Ascot are really starting to push towards the promotion picture. Um, and it's re- a real shame because uh, obviously it's quite a tough division to get promoted from there because the top two are the um, are the uh, the top two are the only ones that have a shot at promotion first automatically and then second in a playoff against uh, the step four sides. Oh, and Rob is frozen. It's right in mid flow there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is he going to come back? He's probably talking to himself as we speak. <laughs> He's right, though, with the combined counties league, but um, Hamworth have more or less got that sewn up. I hear they've got a really good budget there, and you know, fair, fair play. That's um, you know, their their lookout if they uh, if they if they're ambitious. Um, so I think they've got that one sewn up. So. Just be good to see the local teams finish strongly, wouldn't it? Really, in that yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, on the on the topic of transfers as well, I think it's worth um, mentioning that Binfield have signed Danny, Danny Campion, and I know for a fact Tom is chomping at the bit for a Danny the Campion of the World headline. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no pressure on him for the season, but Tom for a headline like that. Um, yeah. And then I think Woking and Manbrook have signed Toby Raggett, who went straight into the side on Sunday, um, Saturday, sorry. So, yeah, some exciting sort of last-minute transfers there. In the, yeah, uh... Binfield, Binfield also signed a player <laughs> I um, featured um, a little while back, um, who is uh, Brandon Curtis, um, has been at Woking. I think he might be on a dual bridge. I think he got a substitutes bench for them the other day. A lot of talent that lad has, so that's a, a good signing for them as well. Tom's officially left us, Abby. You mean Rob, but yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, Rob. Back. Here he I'm is. I'm back. back. <laughs> I, I, could hear you, uh, I could hear you all talking. I was in the waiting room for some reason. So, uh, yeah. I'm sure you covered the Harry Laughlin and all the other transfers uh, admirably. We indeed, so, we, we don't indeed. need to go back over them. Brilliant. Just call you uh, Tom as well, Rob. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're no very easy. Yeah. We're very uh, interchangeable in, in many ways. <laughs> Good, good. Right. Uh, if that's all, then uh, all I can say is uh, thank you very much, Neil. Oh, Abby's got one more thing she wants Only to do. Only one more thing. Just probably a good time to plug our own award ceremony, isn't it? <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. So just a few details. Obviously, I think we, we re- released the details last week. So 15th of June, Wednesday, is the date to keep in your diaries. Um, it's exciting. I think nominations open at the end of March as well. And we've just confirmed that the... Very delightful Tom White of Sky Sports will be hosting once again. I think he hosted them last back in 2018, I think it was, or something like that. And he is back because obviously we are now back to having an actual real life event, which is very exciting Hmm. Um, rather than just having a little chat virtually. It's not not quite as exciting, but we're we're going big this year. So, yeah, Um, I think, as I said, tickets will nominations open in march and i'm i'm actually not sure when tickets will start being available but yeah and if anybody wants to sponsor uh, an award as well get in touch um <clears throat> yeah there's lots and lots of awards to sponsor and we've had a few few companies um and people have already offered to do so so yeah it's a really exciting couple of months coming up 
Yeah, it looks good. And uh, hosted, of course, by uh, Double Barrel Brewery. So, uh, like I say, we're going big this year. And, uh, and yeah, should be a really good evening. Looking forward to it already. Likewise. Very but yeah, good. We're good. Well remembered, Abby. Absolutely <laughs> worth the interjection. Is there a dress code, uh, Rob, for that one? Do we know? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Sparkling um, suit out. Neil, yeah. you cannot come in your maidenhead tracksuit. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. No maidenhead tracksuit. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. Okay. It's glass. I'll, I'll dust off the tux. Very good. <laughs> exactly. Very good indeed. Okay. Well, I think that about uh, wraps it up for us this week. Uh, thank you very much to Neil Maskell for stepping in very ably to uh, uh, into the breach of Tom Canning there. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend, both. No worries. And uh, thank you, as always, to Abby for providing all the insights on the women's side of the game and uh, and Bracknell this week as well. You're welcome. And uh, and the Ward Show, of course. And it's goodbye from me. Uh, so thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next week. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis, featured Neil Maskell and Abby Ticehurst. It was cobbled together by me, Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook and at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 that's 0330 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.